Alrighty, everybody, welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice. I know it's a Tuesday, so you're probably like, what are you doing live? Well, today, uh, we'll be talking about being theologically smart, but spiritually empty. I'm going to be confronting uh, the recent nonsense in the Southern Baptist Convention and what's going on with John MacArthur and his church, so stick around. You want to be a radical for Jesus? You want to use your voice for the glory of God? Well, then this is the show for you. I'm going to help you do just that. So welcome to the show. Alrighty then, welcome to today's show. Uh, before we get started, hey, if this show is a blessing to you, would you consider supporting it? All right, there's three ways you can do down in the description through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. I know it's not tax deductible. I get it. But, hey, any support helps. This is what I do. Uh, I want to keep it free for you. I've said it for years, and I mean every word of it. But it isn't free, all right? It costs money. Uh, so just putting it out there. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, um, uh, before the, the music that uh, I normally I air interviews on Tuesday. Uh, hello, Richard. Welcome to the show. Um, so, uh, but I really felt the Lord's prompting to uh, talk about this today. And so I got to be obedient to the Lord more than I am to a schedule. Uh, so also, by the way, if you have any questions in relation to the subject, so not every question out there, if in relation to this subject, feel free to put it in the chat and I will do my best to address your questions. All right. So you're actually so probably asking, well, what is this all about? You may be aware, you may be unaware. I don't know. Um, but recently um, a whole bunch of uh, things came to light um, about the Southern Baptist convention um, having to do with uh, sexual assault, covering up sexual assault, shaming the victims um and so this very very extremely toxic thing that is bringing reproach on the name of jesus right what what do i mean by that that means uh those who are outside looking in observing not saying much because i've interviewed plenty of people talked to plenty of people uh where where they say that they observed christians right they didn't say a lot but they observed us, right? And and based off of that observation, is um, is what they make a decision about. And right now, what's going on is uh, having a very negative impact. Um, the the world is looking outside in us uh, into the body of Christ, and and what they're seeing is not anything different than currently what the world has to offer. I mean. You, you could probably search up anything to do with sexual abuse, sexual assault, uh, uh, abuse of children. Yes, it's that serious. And you'll find it throughout the news, right? I mean, every day it seems like people are, are being rescued from human sex trafficking and such. So there's that. And uh, also uh, with uh, John MacArthur, by the way, and, and just before I, I say anything else, I want to let you know that I did look this stuff up. So I knew what was going on in the Southern Baptist Convention. I heard John MacArthur's name mentioned. And I was like, I haven't seen. So let me let me research it for myself. So I did. So this is not third hand. 
secondhand. This is firsthand knowledge from what I saw. So years ago uh, in John MacArthur's church, uh, there was a woman who left her abusive husband. Now the husband is now in jail, by the way, uh, for committing sexual sin with children and such. So that's bad. Mm. But what happened back then was uh, John MacArthur excommunicated this lady. So th the way it is, and you can look this up for yourself, by the way. Um, I can't remember who wrote about it. Something Royce or something like that. Uh, might be the last name. Anyway, I think it's called the Royce Report. Um, I don't have it pulled up right now. But uh, bottom line is what he did was while they were handing out the elements for the Lord's Supper uh, to take communion, he called her out in front of the church, uh, said, uh, excommunicated her from his church, um, and he, he, he defended it saying, hey, we have to, this is the way church discipline works, and sometimes you have to shame people. So, so that's bad enough already, shaming people, okay? Let me tell you what, the gospel, the Bible is not about shaming people, even in the context of church discipline. But the reason why he did it was because uh, she decided not to be reconciled to her extremely abusive husband. And um, at that time, everything that he had been doing uh, up to that point uh, was not known. But is it any wonder why it wasn't known when, guess what, there is a culture of shame. And then very recently, um, John MacArthur denied it ever happened. Now, let me tell you that there is video evidence of this. All right? You can watch it for yourself. Uh, you might have to, uh, the one article I pulled up, there were a couple of links in there. So I got to be thorough in what I do. Believe me, I ran into this uh, where I've seen accusations made against, like, say, Dr. Brown. I said, let me just see what this is all about. I, went, I think I had to go, like, five different hyperlinks. So, you know, read one article, click a hyperlink, you know, go to the next article, Click another hyperlink. I went five hyperlinks just to find out this wasn't true at all. Um, so I, I like to do my due diligence, right? The Bible tells us to examine all things anyways, right? We're supposed to apply discernment, right? Discernment is not a spiritual gift. Uh, and so I, I've, I've done that. And I don't, I, let me let me say humbly first. I, didn't, I don't really like to do shows like this. I've, I've done uh, um, a number of episodes confronting um uh, crazy, quite frankly, dangerous new age, even heretical beliefs in the, in, in the hyper charismatic, um, camp. And, uh, I've said it, um, uh, as well while, while confronting that, that there are issues on both sides. Well, today I have to address the other side. So, you, so you're like, uh, probably like what, why, why the title of the episode? What do you mean being theologically smart, but being spiritually empty? All right. Well, all of this is coming from a group of cessationists. So if you don't know what that is, uh, there's a, theolo a theological term. In other words, they don't believe that the gifts and callings of the Spirit are, are for today. So the gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12, they don't believe that. that those are for today. They ended with the closing of canon. Um, uh, there might be slight variations on this belief. Um, they don't believe uh, in, in Ephesians 4.11, uh, pastors, uh, pastors, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists listed in there. They don't believe that all five are for today, right? They, they believe in pastors. They might believe in evangelists, but the rest, especially apostles and prophets are not for today. This is this. I'm just, just trying to uh, lay the foundation for, for what they believe, right? Versus the continuationist side of things where we believe that all the gifts, every gift, Every spiritual gift listed in 1 Corinthians 12 is still in operation for today, right? That apostles and prophets are still in full operation today, right? Not apostles as in 
writing the canon of scripture, right? Not, not, not prophets like the Old Testament prophets were what they said were taken as the infallible word of God. Um, but apostles and prophets, uh, nonetheless, are still operating for today. Why do I believe that? Because I believe what the Bible says, right? I read what the Bible says. I don't see anywhere that the gifts is seized for today. That the only time I see when they will stop is when Jesus returns, because it says so in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, that when that which is perfect comes, right? That which is perfect has not come yet, right? Don't get me wrong. I, I, I fully agree that the word of the Bible is inerrant and infallible. Every word is true, right? But but it's talking about perfect as in as in Jesus, right? And Jesus has yet to return. So all of these are still in operation today. Not to mention, why do they, why do they they still say pastors are for today? Maybe evangelists, but where, but why do they cut out uh, apostles and prophets from that? Beyond me, because I don't see it anywhere in scripture. So I believe I'm a continuationist. Because scripture says so first and foremost, not to mention, if you don't know um, anything about my own, uh, if you've never heard my testimony, but uh, um, I came to Christ in, in January of 2019, um, and I told I told God, uh, I'm done listening to the world, right? And I'm done, completely done. I only want to listen to you, Jesus. And you know what? By, by the grace of God and by uh, his choice and his choice alone, he's decided to speak to me ever since. He hasn't stopped speaking to me. Yeah, I actually have conversations with God in my prayer time, right? He talks to me. I talk back to him, and we have a conversation about things. Um, so not only what the Bible says, but also my experience backs up what Scripture says, right? Scripture backs up my experience. So both go hand in hand. So all that to be said um, that, that you can be we, we can be theologically smart. Right. In other words, we can go to said seminary. Uh, since I'm here in Texas, I'll say Dallas Theological Seminary is a very big one. Right. And we can or whatever. You can pick whatever one you want. Right. Um, you can go to the Moody Bible Institute. Um, so just to be fair on both sides of the aisle anyway. And we can we can go there. Right? We can study. Uh, we, we can get some sort of. Um, you know, bachelor's of ministry, you know, we can, we can work hard uh, to get our MDivs. Um, I don't have any of those things, but we can get, we can do it right. Master's in divinity, right. Master's is degree is no jokes. So my wife is getting her master's and we can get all that, right. We, we can even get a um, certificate of, of ordination, right. Um, you can't see it on my camera, but it's behind that Liberty hat over there. Right. But that doesn't make us, you know, spirit, uh, how do I want to put this? Um, spiritually powered, right? None, none of that proves that we're spiritually powered, and and I'm I'm bringing this to to the forefront because these gifts of the Holy Spirit, right, equip us, right? It's for the purposes of the glory of God, first and foremost, right? Not not to get rich off, right? Not to get to get prophetic words published, but but these are for specifically for the glory of God, right? Um, this, this, these, these are for the kingdom, right? The, the full fivefold ministry, right? It listed in Ephesians chapter four, starting verse 11, right? And well, it says that he who Jesus is the one who calls these people. And he says, this is for the purpose of equipping the saints and talks about, so, so people don't blow around with every wind of doctrine, right? And says that this will continue until we all come to unity of the faith. That's what the scripture says. Right. As you can tell, I've memorized it because I love it. 
Um, and and we are not in unity of the faith. The, the fact that that there are two sides of this, for instance, right? Continuationism, cessationism, right? Never mind. Let's get into the denominations out there. And the only reason that there are denominations is because one group disagreed with another group and said, we're going to start our own group, right? And then within that group, um, they started their own stuff, right? We have Northern Baptists. We have Southern Baptists. We have 1689 Confessional Baptists and so on. We have Assemblies of God, Pentecostals, and more, right? So why? Because we're not in the unity of the faith. So therefore, have apostles and prophets stopped coming around? No, because we are not in unity of the faith. And the fact that I am talking on this proves it, right? The, the fact that I have to highlight proves it. So anyway, so like I said, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again that, um, you know, a piece of paper, right, ain't no better at proving we're saved than a piece of toilet paper. Just just being honest with you, right? And let me, let me, um, let me, let me humble myself before I go any further before all of you that um, I know it was a many years ago. Right. So, but where um, I used to teach that man, you know, cessationists, dude, they're, they're on the sidelines, right? They're not, they're not powered. And, and I, and I, and I said some things about John MacArthur, which um, I rethought, right. I heard people saying certain things, um, about the guy, right? I, I I heard him teach on Isaiah 53, right? Solid biblical teaching. Let me just say that first and foremost. Solid exegetical pre, you know, interpretations, uh, expository preaching and teaching from the book of Isaiah. Let me just say that right off the shoot, right? But still, as my wife so put it, so a jerk at the end of the day. And I retract this. Uh, uh, what 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 I said. Um, and I, and you know what? I got to humble myself and I should have stuck to my guns. Should have stuck to my guns. And I didn't. I waffled. I changed my mind about things, right? Maybe here, you know, may, may, maybe it was on my end just wanting to extend grace to the other side. Um, things like that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to extend, extend grace, but I, I was wrong, right? I was wrong for changing my mind on this. Um, I, I shouldn't have changed my mind on that. And, and for my part, I was wrong on that. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I hate to say this, I was proven right of what I used to say. And I don't like to say that because I didn't want to be proven right in any of this. You know, if I, if I think that I have, that I, that I, that I'm glad if I'm proud, if I'm happy that I was proven right, you know what, then I don't deserve to be a pastor. Okay, I don't deserve to be doing the show. I don't. I don't deserve to be calling myself a Christian. Um, I don't deserve it because I'm heartbroken over this. I'm heartbroken over this. Um, so, look, there, there's a there's a couple ish, there's a, a number of issues here, and I think I want to start off with the very the most basic issue here, and that is the issue of identity. You see, many in this group call themselves sinners. Still, in other words, after salvation. They call themselves sinners, right? Let me, let me tell you what, okay? There is a huge problem, never mind that being an unbiblical belief system. Um, and you can read the Bible for yourself, but over and over and over again, Paul drives home the point, right? Not, you know, saints, um, new creation, old things have passed away, no longer slaves to sin. 
Don't no longer let sin reign in your mortal bodies. On and on and on, right? Every letter he writes to, to a church, right? He says to the saints, right? He never writes to the sinners. And let me tell you what, um, you know, and first Corinthians was a, was a pretty rough letter, right? You, you know, you're reading on, you know, okay. Right. You get a, you, you get to chapter five, right. And it talks about that. They're allowing this, this person to be a part of their church, right. Who's, who's uh, having sex with his mother-in-law. That's pretty bad, but still Paul says to the sinners, right. He writes to the sinners or not. To, no, no, he doesn't. He writes to the saints. Oh yeah. He writes to the saints still. Right. They had all sorts of issues going on. Right. They were exalting the spiritual gifts. Right. They were they were letting them run on wild. Right. Wildly. They were they were they were letting people speak in tongues publicly with no interpretation. Right? Everybody would be babbling in tongues. Nobody was interpreting the tongues. Right. And they, they were letting people prophesy here. Prophesy just just, you know, machine gun firing uh, prophecies out. Right. And, and he had to come in and step in and be like, no, 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 no. No, things need to be done in an orderly manner. Right. You, like, not everyone speaks in tongues. Right. And, and he gave a list of reasons for, it, but he still calls them saints at the end of the day. Right. We, we, we see um, uh, in first John, right. One of my favorite books of the in, entire Bible um, that, that we don't go on sinning for instance. Right. Do do we sin? Yes. But are we controlled by sin? Right. Go on sinning. In other words, that is what controls us. Right. We can't stop it. Right. Think about, uh, uh, the sin of pornography, right? Somebody who has truly seen God, right? Who has experienced God will no longer watch that filth because it's impossible because the Bible tells me so, right? We don't have uh, the old nature anymore, right? Right? Paul said, I've crucified my flesh with this lust and desires. Paul even said, I die daily, right? If you want, what this is what I believe that the most um, successfully way or, or place in the Bible that puts it very successfully is, is Romans chapter six, or Paul talks about we're no longer slaves to sin, so on and so forth, right? Right? We have died and been raised to life with Christ. So this issue of an identity as a sinner still after coming to Christ, I believe, creates a humongous problem. And it, and is it anyone? And I'm saying this humbly because I let me say this that that. That I don't I haven't fallen into some sort of major sin only for the by the grace of God. So, but for the grace of God goes this guy right here that you're listening or watching to. But for the grace of God go I. Amen. But for the grace of God go I. So I I, I realize that. I realize the only reason is by God alone. Amen. All right, by the power of repentance, by the washing of the blood. Amen. So it's nothing that 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 I do in and of myself. Why I haven't, all right? Only by God alone. Let me, let me say that, all right? Because I, I too, I too believe, uh, truly believe in 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 the uh, concept of total depravity. In other words, humans are completely, totally depraved uh, without God, and, and we are unable to make a choice until God intervenes in our life for God. So, so let me just say that. Um, and my phone is ringing in the background, but I'm not going to answer because I'm doing a live show right now. But it's very distracting. Anyway, so identity issue. So is it any wonder who that a group of people who see themselves still with the old nature, still controlled by the flesh, still as a slave? And they don't they may not say it that way, right? They, 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 they would most likely vehemently disagree with the way I'm putting it right now. Believe me, I've gotten a lot of pushback when I've said these kind of things before. 
Um, but is there any wonder that that because they see themselves still as a slave to sin, that they will fall into such major sins as as I've talked about today? Sexual immorality, the covering up of sin. I mean, I I mean to me, not you know, the sin is bad enough, right? But I think the greater sin is the is is the attempt to cover up the sin, right? We know that. Remember, Adam and Eve tried to cover up their sin. God said, who told you you were naked, right? They covered, They tried to cover up their sin from God, right? Then they tried to pawn it off. Remember that, right? Right? Did you, do you remember how that went, the blame game, the blame train, I like to call it? Or I didn't like to call it. I just made that up, but I'm going to keep it. The blame train, right? God asked, well, shh, why, well you know, Adam, why did you eat that in the first place? She's like, oh, the woman. Like, he didn't take any responsibility, right? Then the woman, then then God turns to Eve, why'd you do it? Oh, oh, it was the serpent that made me do it, right? The blame train uh, uh, game, right? That's really bad to do, right? And there are many out there who are blaming uh, what happened on other people. Let me tell you what. It's time, Christian man, Christian woman, if we, we take responsibility for our own inaction, right? Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, not to act is to act. Not to speak is to speak. Right? Wonderful quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Right? So when we see a sin committed, a grave sin, by the way, let me tell you what, there is no waffling on the sin uh, of sexual assault, the this, this sin of, of pedophilia, any type of sexual sin, let me tell you what, there is no waffling about it, right? The, the, no, it, it has to be brought to the light. All right, nobody should be in there. Look, if, if somebody commits those sins, they need to be stepped step down from ministry, if not handed over to the police. Those, those are very serious sins, especially, especially, especially when a man takes advantage of another person, right? When they act in violence, Toward another person to fulfill their lusts, right? That that's a job for the police. Let me tell you that much right now. You don't cover that up, right? There's there's no there's no okay. Well, uh, I I I know brother so and so did this, so let me uh let me let me go the way of of uh, Matthew 18 where it talks about church discipline and you confront them in private and then uh you know if they repent you're good, but if they don't repent no 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 no. Why? How do I know that? Because read, read what Paul told the, the church in Corinth, what to do to that man in their church that was having sex with his mother-in-law. Right? He told him, excommunicate him, hand them over to Satan. Right? That's, a, that's another topic about when you're not part of a church and hand it over to Satan, but let's not get good on that rabbit hole today. Right? No, 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 no. That, 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 that immediately has to get elevated. Right? No different than, say, when I was in the Army, right? And I did something real dumb. Uh, we'll say, I, I did some dumb stuff, but I didn't really do some really dumb stuff. Praise God. Um, say, for instance, I got a DUI, right? Driving under the influence. I was drunk driving, right? Right? And uh, I get caught for it. I get arrested, right? Cop pulls me over, you know. Rest me. You know, you know what? That goes all the way up to the commanding general of that base. Yeah, there, there's no in between. There's no company, there's no platoon leader, company commander, battalion commander, brigade commander. And then no, it's that serious. So we need to handle it seriously. But but is it any wonder why that 
that people who think they're sinners still, that they have not been set free from sin, have a very, I'm going to show grace here, good chance of falling into temptation of a grave sin. Well, it's, it's because they don't see themselves as set free of sin. And yet if we come to Christ, right, the Bible says this, whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. We are free from the grip of sin. Do we still need sanctification throughout our entire lives? Absolutely. Are we still going to sin? Absolutely. But especially leaders. Look, we cannot afford to be playing with fire, leaders. All right? There are people who fall under us, right? Not, not, and not I'm just saying who chose to, to fall under us, which should humble us, by the way. Right? But, and so, so there's that issue of identity, right? Because, look, let's just be honest here. Somebody who still sees themselves as a sinner doesn't see themselves as a son or daughter of God because you can't be, Right? It, it, it's polar opposites, son and daughter of God or sinner. It's a, it's an identity issue first and foremost. So, so there is that issue that I see is an identity issue, uh, not lining up with the Bible, right? Very unbiblical, um, like very, very unbiblical. And I'll be nice. And that's all I'll say on that. Then there's the case of not believing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Now, we have different gifts listed, and I'm going to just, I am going to bring them up so I can make sure I list them correctly. Hey, I can't remember everything. I, I deal with a brain injury so from Iraq, so show me some grace. Show me some grace. All right, so let's go to the Bible. And um, so let's see. Well, I like, I like how Paul highlights here first um, that many parts, right? Um, he, he says here, um, uh, well, first thing I like is the same Lord, but then going on to verse 7, so 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good, right? For the common good. So it's not given to us for our own good. Make us awesome people, whatever, right? It's for the common good. Let me, let me highlight that. Let me, let me pause on that. Common good, right? Where does that apply first and foremost is inside the church, right? Not literally inside the church four walls, but within the body of Christ, because that's where Paul goes on to explain it, right? He reiterates this, this body thing, a body of Christ uh, in, in uh, the book of Ephesians. And so, okay, so, so let me ask you, how healthy can a body of Christ be if it's not operating according to what the Bible says? It's just something for you to chew on and meditate on and think on, right? Now, mind you, I'm not condemning. Let me just pause and say, I am not condemning the cessationists as not Christians. That's not what I'm doing here, right? I'm not saying that, right? That's up to, to, to God alone to judge specific people. No different than, than in the charismatic camp, right? Not everybody who says, you know, but not everybody who prophesies, for instance. We'll, we'll pull that one from Matthew chapter 7, right? Right. A lot of those people are going to get to heaven one day, and Jesus is going to tell them, depart from me. So I'm, I just want to be fair here, right? So just chew on that about what I talked about just now. But it says here, to one, 
is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom, right? What is what is a word of wisdom, right? It will give us a direction for our life. How do we apply something, right? To another, a word of knowledge by what? The same spirit. Word of knowledge, right? Somebody comes, tells you something, right? You, know, you have a total single soul. You just thought about it. Now, all of a sudden, somebody tells you, um, I don't know, <clears throat> Uh, you really, I think, I think the Lord is saying, show me that, that you really want to be an artist, right? That you want to, you want to learn how to draw and you want to make comic books, right? And you're like, whoa, I never told anybody that dream. Think about it. Or, or, or you see, you see how this, wow, it just shows off the radical love of God that he pays attention to our lives. To another Faith by the same spirit, right? Faith. What does that mean? That that person doesn't give up. That person can be tempted with fears and doubts, and they don't give up, right? When quit looks good, they press on, right? They don't waffle, right? Critics come. Skeptics come. It, it doesn't face them, all right? Uh, to another, uh, gifts of healings by the same spirit, right? I and mean, these are people that... that that they're, the level of them laying on hands and praying on people, like, it's a pretty good chance that person's going to be ill, right, versus the everyday believer, right? Now, I'm not saying I know all the time why people get healed, why some people don't get healed, but it's a gift of the Spirit, right? It's a gift of the Spirit, which I've been a recipient of, praise the Lord, right? Still watching Richard PTL, praise the Lord, and um, and it's a wonderful gift. Think about it. Why? Why would? Why would we want to see people racked in pain or die of a horrible disease or whatever it may be? Um, to another working of miracles, so not just healing, right? Notice how healing and miracles are are in a separate category, right? Though healing falls into to the category of miraculous healings, we're not talking about that, right? Um, to another prophecy, right? In other words, for instance, me telling you what is on the Lord's heart, pretty much, is not prediction people make that mistake prophecy is all about prediction no it's what i'm doing part part of what i'm doing right now i told you i felt like the lord wanted me to shift things today and instead of doing an interview or airing an interview uh wanted me to do this live show on this subject okay gift of prophecy um i'm prophesying to you what i believe the lord is trying to say to his church in america uh, we got discerning spirits, tongues. Okay, without getting into a, a deep uh, a teaching um, on all of this. Um, and somebody says uh, preaching. The prophesying means, pre let me see that. I'm going to just really quickly here. Prophesying just means preaching the word, testifying, and teaching the word to others. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm going to have to, I'm, I will disagree vehemently with you on that. Um, literally, people hear, prophets hear from God, like in the most not necessarily audible voice, but prophesying what the Lord says. And yes, foretelling events. So foretelling and foretelling all go hand in hand. You can look up the Greek word for yourself on prophecy. Um, go to NET Bible. Go to Blue Letter Bible. Those are two free resources uh, for you to look up the biblical definition of prophecy. Um, I would recommend uh, going there, typing the word prophecy, uh, or find a book. Of the Bible in the New Testament it talks about prophecy. Look up what the Greek word says. So there you go. Anyway, so is it any wonder that these people cannot 
truly be a body. Let, let me let me say, well, you're let me address some some um issues, some questions that may arise from what I'm saying, for instance. Um, well, brother, don't you know that during the COVID lockdown mandates, John MacArthur stood strong in his stance, right? And, and he's like, no, it's wrong. Walmart can be open. My church stays open, right? And, and, and praise God for that. But you know what? There are plenty of other people out there in the world who fight just like that, right? Just look at the recent news from when uh, the, the, uh, um, ah, the, the case about possibly turning overturning Roe versus Wade from the Supreme Court was leaked. Well, now people are out there fighting even more for the right to murder a baby, right? People try to uh, get uh, the law passed here in Texas against abortion, right? They try to get it overturned. You know, you have people out there that, you know, do great, wonderful things all the time, right? We have the uh, what is it? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yet those people are shady as the day is long. So just because somebody does something, right, and it, and it even looks good, doesn't mean that person is good. All right. Plenty of people out there doing wonderful stuff. There's philanthropists out there, but it doesn't make them um, any more saved than a rock. Just being brutally honest, right? And let me tell you what, I, John MacArthur, I have to question, I have to question his salvation. They say, but, but, but he did wonderful stuff. And then you may say, here's another argument you may raise. And if you have any questions, um, please, uh, by all means, I will address them in the chat. All right. I don't mind. I'll do my best. Um, so just type the word question. So I know it's a question, not just a comment. As I see uh, the people chatting, which, by the way, I appreciate everybody watching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. I greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to help get this message out, get the show out, clicking the like button, clicking that share button. All right. So where was I? Aha. John MacArthur. Right. Now you say, well, brother, but, but man, that guy can do some wonderful expository preaching. I mean, they do that study Bibles out there, right? He's written books on, on Isaiah. Like you would, you might consider him an expert on Isaiah. You know what? And I watched his interview with, um, oh my. What's that guy? It's from the Daily Wire, the owner of the Daily Wire. And I can't remember his name all of a sudden. If somebody knows his name, put it in the chat for me, please. Um, anyway, I the guy is a, a an unsaved Jew, right? Um, a religious Jew, even. Anyway, Ben Shapiro, that's his name. So I watched uh, the interview uh, Ben Shapiro did, did with John MacArthur. John MacArthur starts unpacking um, Isaiah, right? <clears throat> and it's great teaching. But you know what? There's lots of people out there who can do great teaching, right? Doesn't mean they're full of the spirit, right? You can be, I, th I think it's Shane Ottoman, Pastor Shane Ottoman said something about, let's see, theolog theologically, you know, you have your, you can have your theological barrel straight as an arrow, right? But your chamber can be, but your chamber is empty. Um, best way I know I got the quote wrong, but I believe that true. You can have your theology straight, right? You can know all the the, the talks about um uh let's see. You you can you can know everything there is to know, 
you know, this is this is the way to salvation. This is who Jesus is. Let me pause and say, well, the Bible also has something to say about that. The Bible says that even the demons believe, but they tremble. Doesn't make a demon safe. All right, I'm not making a comparison, right? And let me just say that. Um, yeah, so there is that. Um, but let me, let, fruits, right? Jesus said, by their fruits, you shall know them, right? He said, can a good tree produce bad fruits? And can a bad tree produce good fruits, right? Now, I, I told you that God has a lot to say about covering up sin, right? You can read it throughout the Bible. God doesn't like it. God, well, first of all, God hates sin, first, first and for, foremost. Um, and two, he hates, even worse, covering up sin, right? Do you remember this? Let, let's, 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 let's go back in our memories, right, to the Old Testament. Book of Exodus. I think it's Book of Exodus. Anyway, let's go back in our memories. All right, my memory only goes so far back. Um, right? <clears throat> what what happened? What happened? Right? They people hid riches in their tents. Right? So God told them not to not to do what they did. But then they go bother to hide them in their tents. And what happened after that? Very next thing happened after that. God called them out, and um, God swallowed them up in the ground. Praise God, He doesn't do that anymore. But I would like to say, I would rather God swallow me up in the ground than have my major sin exposed for all the world to see and be a reproach to the name of Jesus, which is what, what is happening right now. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, uh, excuse me. Dry throat. So, anyway, all that to be said, John MacArthur not only committed a sin, by shaming this woman, right? By shaming this woman, because we know that the Bible says, by the way, that now there's no, what? Say the word with me. Shame is one of the mentioned for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know this woman, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous and say since she was a part of his church that she was a child of God, right? And that she wanted to get away from an abusive husband who was committing serious, serious abuse. Um, I might link um, a couple of articles into the description later on after that, right? So no shame that he brings her up. Shames her in front of the whole entire church. Says this is the right thing to do. Right now, fast forward a couple decades because I believe that this happened back in 2002. I want to say could be wrong about the date. Um, bottom line that happened. Fast forward. Now John MacArthur says I never did that. There's videos. There's a video evidence saying you did so, bro. It's out there for everybody to see. People's websites, YouTube, you can look it up on YouTube even. Um, finish watching my show first. Anyways, um, so this guy commits a horrible sin as a pastor, right? Let me, let me tell you what. You want to know what a true pastoral heart looks like? True pastoral heart would take that woman aside. Talk to her one-on-one. -on -one, find her. Find out what's going on, right? Hey, what what is going on? You know what? Come in, sit down, talk, right? What's what's what is said will stay between me and you, right? Like I like I would like, like here, 
and this house church here, right? I, I liken it to almost to the level of a confessional, right? The, the sacrament of confession, if you will, right? The only thing is that I, I will not hide child abuse and I will not hide sexual assault if if a somebody comes and tells me that they committed such a crime. That's about it. Man murder, of course. But, um, you know, how about that? How about we get back to setting the tone in the body of Christ like that, where we make a safe space. No, I'm not talking about the woke version of it, but we make a safe space for people to be able to come and talk to us about whatever issues may be going on. And we, and we give an ear of understanding, right? We don't, they don't come in. Maybe, maybe we might know a little bit. Maybe they might say, Hey, let me talk about this, but we suspend presuppositions, right? We do the biblical thing to examine all things, right? What is that way? That means we sit down, we close our mouths, and we listen to what the other person has to say, right? The only time we might interject is to ask a clarifying question, and that's about it. What if we got back to that? I bet you, I will bet you, donuts to dollars, that that this would free up a lot of people to be able to, uh, <clears throat> to come and we would and we would be able to take care of things in house if possible if possible not always possible go watch the first inter interview i did with Matthew Tilly I have two of them on my channel go watch the first one or listen to the first one if you're listening to this by auto podcast um right wonderful man of god right has many more years of experience than i do doing this thing but what if we did that but 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 see we don't want to do that because we think we're so theologically sound right well, well, Matthew eight, Matthew eighteen talks about church discipline, right? Well, unfortunately, most of the times people jump. Apparently, in this case, jump. Let's let's go straight to the excommunication, right? Let's not <laughs> let let's not go one. Let's not do the whole one on one dealio here, right? Uh, and I'm not saying I know this as facts, but this is what the evidence shows me so far, right? If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. If I'm wrong in an area, then please show me some grace, but. One-on-one, -on -one, right? Ton, two or three witnesses. But no, um, church discipline, church discipline. Where's the, where's the grace? Where's seeking understanding, as the Bible tells us, a command to do? What if we got back to that? But we don't want to, but a lot of people don't want to be there because I, I got my theology right down. Don't you know who I am, right? My, my the no. Your theology may be spot on, but your application of it is way off. Why? Because you lack the Holy Spirit. You lack the, the power of the Holy Spirit to empower you to show grace, to be humble. Let me tell you what, it's not easy showing grace to other people, right? All of us, no matter who we are, can get filled to the brim with pride if we let it, right? Right? Only grace. I mean, only grace. Yeah, only the power of the Holy Spirit, right? The empowering grace of God, which allows us to then show grace. So two different definitions of grace. You can look it up for yourself in the Bible. Um, anyway, then shows us grace, right? Uh, also, to to keep us humble, right? I know, I know there's a lot of flaky stuff out there. I get it. But, but somebody who's truly been empowered by the Holy Spirit, walks closely with Jesus, will, will walk humbly, right? Walk humbly with their Lord. Um, why? Why? Because it's the way of the Lord. Let me tell you what. Jesus was not out there excommunicating people left and right center. Right? I mean, come on. Let, 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 let's go. Come on. Let, let, let's get radical today. Right? Right? 
the, the Pharisees, right, who were who were so theologically sound, right? And we know that they were because by uh, because um Jesus makes makes it clear that they were right. He said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven, right? He didn't mean that that they were leading righteous lives, right? He was talking about their their theology, right? Because that back, you know, the Pharisees were the ones to enforce the law, right? They believed in the whole in the whole the entire Old Testament, right? Unlike the Sadducees, right? The Sadducees because they didn't believe it in the resurrection. Boom, dad joke in there. Anyway, might be a pastor joke, but anyway, um, right? He. He meant their theology, but they were empty, right? He made that illusion. He alluded to such a thing, right? Using um, his poetic speech, right? You whitewashed tombs, right? He told them that that you worry about the uh, the outside of the cup, but your your inside is filthy. I believe we can apply that to John MacArthur today, right? And I would reach out. I would have reached out to him in private, but he ain't the guy to respond to a person like me. And this is public knowledge, anyways. This is public. This, this is, it's, it's got to be confronted publicly. Unfortunately, like I said, I would rather God have him swallow me up in the ground than have my sins exposed for all the world to see and bring reproach to the name of Jesus. Because that is exactly what's happening on with the uh, with the Southern Baptist Convention and with John MacArthur, bringing reproach to the very name of Jesus. Right? And we know the Bible says about bringing. What the Bible says. Uh, warns against bringing a, a reproach to the name of the Lord. All right, I'm getting fired up about this. I'm getting passionate. And I'm passionate about people. Why? Because the Bible tells me to be so. Love my neighbor as my as I love myself. Right? Not that I do things perfectly all the time, but you know what? I strive to be. Right? I. You know what? I'm going to say this. I, I'd rather see people whose theology is off, yet chase after the heart of God. Right? At least those people can be straightened out. Right, at, at least those people can. We, we usually can are able to take them aside and say, "Hey, l let me help you out here." Because most of the time, not all the time, it's a minor, minor issues. Right? But I would rather deal with those people any day of the week than the people who thinks their their theology is so perfect and they lack humility in this area. You cannot deal with somebody who lacks humility. You cannot deal with somebody who is stiff-necked in their ways. It's impossible. Only God can do that. So, so we're 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 coming to the to a close today. Um, so I want to I want to close with redemption. So so you say, well, you said all that. What's the solution? Then we pray. Pray first and foremost for the victims. All right. This is this is by far not a victimless crime. So we need, especially that that now. Um, most likely what happened to them, right? Which is traumatic, by the way. So it's a, yes, yes, sexual assault victim that PTSD. Well, guess what? Now all of what happened is now dredged up again for them, right? There, there may be people sitting out there, right? Who are victims who never came forward, right? Now they're sitting there and all this is stirring up old emotions and old thoughts. Pray for those people, please. Pray for the victims. Pray for the women Pray for the children. Amen. All right. So, so pray for them. Remember that. And then also, also pray. Pray for those who committed such crime. Because it's biblical to do so. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Amen. The, the very people 
that that scourged the back of Jesus, ripped the flesh and the meat until his bones were exposed and he was literally bleeding to death and then nailed him on a cross. He cried out and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I believe, I believe that these people, right, thought they were doing the right thing. No different, no different than the Jewish leadership and the Romans thought they were doing the right thing with Jesus, but it was not. Pray for them that their eyes would be open. Pray for deep Holy Spirit conviction and a deep repentance to come to them and pray that they would come to Jesus. Or maybe they were and they need to come back. Either way, pray for them. Amen? Pray that they would be able to be used mightily for the kingdom of God. Amen? Pray for that. Pray for that. Pray for John MacArthur. All right. Pray that he would come to a deep repentance. Pray for for somebody talked about uh, identity. I appreciate your um your kind words about talking about identity. Um, pray, pray for an identity. Eyes to be open. I realizing, hey, you know what? What does it mean to be a son and daughter of God? Right? Because the Bible tells us, right? By the spirit of adoption, right? We are able to cry, Abba. Amen. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing, right? Pray that their eyes would be open to see, wait a minute here. The gifts of the Spirit are for real and for today. And let me tell you what, there are a number of examples of people like that, that that, <clears throat> that thing about the gifts of the Spirit has happened to. I don't know if you ever heard of him. You may have not, but look up Jack Deere, like Deere as in John Deere, but Jack Deere, same spelling, last name. Uh, look him up, right? He, he, he taught at the Dallas Theological Seminary at one time, um, and he was a staunch cessationist. He would, he would teach on this stuff, right? He came in to contact with the true living God and he couldn't stop believing uh, anymore. He had to believe, right? Sam Storms, um, uh, the list goes on of people who were once staunch, so staunch in their view of cessationism, yet God came into contact with him. Boom. You know, in fact, the guy I mentioned, Sam Storms, I just bought his book and um, go ahead, you, you, you I would recommend it. I haven't read it yet. Heard great things about it. So spiritual gifts. He teaches on spiritual gifts. Anyways, now let me also say that I believe that this poses an issue for Calvinists. The Calvinists are my brothers and sisters. Let me just make that point perfectly clear. But I believe that this is going to raise an issue for Calvinists. Because most of these people, I believe, are reformed. And most likely 99% chance that they're Calvinists. Which means that this is what they believe, not what I hold to, that, you know, if you go out and commit grievous sins like that, then you were never saved to begin with, right? Now, I don't see it in the Bible. I'm not going to judge every person. I'm not going to be the judge of, of whether or not John MacArthur was ever saved or not. Far be it for me to do that. Only God knows that. But think about that. People who have been in leadership, for decades, years, what have you, now have been falling to grave sin. And why, why I'm mentioning this by the leading of the Holy Spirit is because this is going to present huge issues for, for uh, people like this. And they're going to start questioning the faithfulness of God. They're going to start questioning whether salvation is even true, right? They're going to start questioning, most likely, their own salvation. Um, they're going to start questioning, uh, well, well what, wait, wait a minute here. Uh, what about this whole per perseverance of the saints thing, right? If you don't know the acronym TULIP that Calvinists hold to, um, P, 
and TULIP stands for perseverance of the saints. And our saints will not walk away from Jesus. You know, once saved, always saved. You're going to live a holy, righteous life. But what about these people who have been uh, behind pulpits, especially for decades? What about them? This is going to present serious issues in the body of Christ. See, this is what sin in the camp does. These are the issues sin in the camp. We must be vigilant, friends. We must be vigilant, family, to, to hold fast to that which is good, to discard that which is evil. Amen? Right? We, we got to do what the Bible tells us to do. Right? To hold fast. We, we've got to endure. We have to run our races. Go read the book of Hebrews, one of my favorite books of the Bible. Tell us over and over and over again. Don't give up. Hold fast. Right? The Bible says to work out our salvation with, with fear and trembling. Right? Not afraid we're, we're, we could lose it at any moment. Like I lose a set of keys like I do all the time. Or, or I lose my phone all the time. No. No, but 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 fear, reverence of the Lord. And, and, and I don't want to see people question their faith. I don't want to hear see people question whether God is truly good. Let me tell you what. God is God on the throne. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good no matter what people do, right? God is not the one who controls people. People control people. We control ourselves, right? Plenty of people in the Bible, of, of examples where they continue. King David, a man called, right? So let, let's, 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 um, I'm looking at the time here. Um, right. He, uh, he decides that he sees a naked woman taking a bath on the rooftop, right? Not only, well, the first thing he committed was he wasn't in the field with his men, right? Remember the Bible said that this was the season when kings go to war. He's a king. He wasn't at war. Boom. First sin. Okay. Then, he sees Bathsheba. I said, I'm going to take that woman for her, right? She said, no, uh, no, I'm a married woman. I can't do that. He's like, man, don't worry about it, right? Not because it's the sin of adultery. Then he goes to cover up his sin, right? By what? Shedding his best friend's blood. And that's just like the dude was a horrible father to his children, right? That's why Absalom rose up against him. Yet he still called a man after God's own heart. Check. Wow, that's pretty wacky, right? And we have, of course, bad examples throughout the Bible, right? We we had a, a list of okay kings um, after after Solomon, right? You know, Sali was a horrible king. Um, and then we have a list of good kings, right? So the list of the bad kings outweighs the list of the good kings. But does that change the nature of God? Now, did God stop being good? Absolutely not. Absolutely Absolutely not. God took care of the situation, right? Let me tell you what, it's not about a numbers game with God. Remember that, right? You remember the story of um, in the book of Judges, right? A guy called Gideon, he, God tells him, hey, I want you to go defeat these people, raise up an army. Gideon's like, yeah, I got you. Well, no, he didn't go exactly like that, but for the sake of time, um, and he doubted. So he raised up 3,000. God says, no, 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 no. No, getting that's that's too many, right? And eventually he whittles it down to 300 men. It's not about a numbers game with God, right? I did a whole uh, a show on this, right? Remember, why? Narrow is the way, and few are who find it. Many are called, few are chosen. So it's not a numbers game to God. Remember that. Remember as I remember that as I as I end this show, right? It is not a numbers game to God. Right, God is a God of quality over quantity. It's always been so, right, and will continue to be. 
if you don't believe me, guess what happened? And then this is a stern warning. I'm going to end with this warning right here. All right? Jesus warned five of the seven churches in the book of Revelation what was to repent or else. Well, guess what? Six of the seven churches were destroyed. So one of the churches he spoke well about decided, yeah, I'm going to go my own way. We're going to go our own way like the song, right? Uh, um, and what happened? There's only one church and a very small remnant of it, by the way, that's left today in modern-day Turkey, right? So they were, you know, Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. That's a warning out there. If you think that you're so theologically sound that that Jesus will not bring judgment against you, you don't know the Jesus of the Bible. You don't know Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the same God from Genesis to Revelation. All right. And with that, we'll end the show. Thank you so much for watching. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, why not? You're missing out on great content. I got it organized for you all in one place. I got playlists galore for you to for you to search through. Don't forget, if this is a blessing to you, would you please consider donating any amount? God bless you if you can. God bless you if you can. But I made it easy three three ways down in the description, right? Cash app. PayPal and Momo. I know it's not um, tax deductible. I'm sorry, I can't afford to to file for tax deduct to get tax deduct deductible just yet. All right, it costs a, a lot of money, like eight hundred dollars anyway. So but any amount would be great. I want to I, look. I don't plan on ever making paid content. I want to do this for free for you. All right, but it ain't free for me to do. I'm still going to choose to be a blessing too. So anyway, thank you so much for watching today's show. I'll be back tomorrow, uh, most likely on the live show, depending on what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. But uh, So stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Thank you all so much for watching. I will see you again.